Well, it's been an exciting morning so far, hasn't it? Uh, I was really, as I stood out in the foyer uh, and saw everyone come in, it was exciting to see the table around the children's ministry just abuzz as people were registering, as uh, the kids were getting their stickers. It was really exciting to see. Uh, Seeing the youth and the young adults, um, children, um, youth and young adults team go out and do their thing over in Phillip Island is exciting as well. It it sort of feels like the, the year is really kicking on, doesn't it? I mean, we're already in February. Can you believe that? It was just Christmas yesterday, and we're already in February. It's crazy. But before we kick into the, the, the crux of the message this morning, I want to share a bit uh, of the focus that the leadership has been uh, looking at. Over the last couple of years, we've been looking at this, and we've come to a, a stage where we want to share a little bit about the focus that we want for this year. Let's come through our vision process, um, and I'll explain a little bit more about the process of what we went through a bit later. But from our vision process, we came up with, uh, I suppose, a focus for this year. Um, Last year, you know, we had the opportunity to to purchase the breakfast van, and we'll get that back up and running in the coming weeks. We had an evangelism course at the end of last year, and and there was a bit of a sense that we've been moving towards this seeking beyond our building a little bit, uh, seeking to reach out into our community. So the focus this year revolves around strengthening our church in outreach. So we came up with this statement as a focus for this year. And it's a decent statement, so you don't expect you to to go and and memorise it. But the statement that we came up with is that we would like to strengthen the culture of outreach and sharing our faith. What we want to aim for is that 80% of people who call Kilsyth South Baptist Church home to have had at least five conversations about faith with family, friends and colleagues. Our prayer is that five adults and ten youth come to faith and are baptised as disciples of Christ by the end of 2023. That's a a vision statement. It's got some numbers in there. We don't often use numbers in vision statements, but it's got numbers in there. But can you imagine the joy it would be to see 15 baptisms of new believers in the church by the end of the year? Now, some of you might sit there and think, oh, wow, that's... Such small faith, Pete. (laughs) You haven't gone big enough. Others of you will be thinking, I'll be in that 20% that's not in that. (laughs) But my hope is, my hope is that as we journey through this year, that we'll be able to help provide tools and help provide encouragement, help hear the stories about how we can start to share our faith with those we know that don't know Jesus. We wanted to excite the church as a leadership, towards something, something that maybe we can achieve with God. We wanted to push ourselves a little further. But we don't just expect you to go out and do this. Just, all right, we'll check in at the end of the year. Come December 29, we'll, we'll have a service and we'll say, how did you go with this? Have we got our tick box of 80% or anything? Have we got 15 people, new people in the church? Have we had those baptisms? We don't want to do it that way. Rather, we want to have ongoing sort of stepping stones to help us to get to this space. So we've looked at ways of breaking down something that looks reasonably big and maybe even a little scary to you so that we can fill this goal in bite-sized chunks. So we've broken it down to the next three months. What do we want to see in the next three months through KSBC? We've got sort of four, four points of an action plan. And they're up on the, on the screen now. We would love to see 80%, well, we'd love to see 100%, but we've tried to be a little bit realistic. 80% of members 
intentionally invite somebody who doesn't have a faith to eat with you, like we just shared a meal together, to eat with you, to go for a walk, to do some activity. Maybe it's a, a round of golf. Maybe it's something that you, you, you normally do, but you know, oh, actually, I could take someone along with that. Maybe going out bowling or something like that. We'd love to see 80% of members. Now, this isn't to go and have a faith conversation or go and convert someone. This is just to say, hey, we'd love you to connect with people outside of the church. Just that. The second thing we'd love to do in the next three months is to use uh, the the evangelism course that we used at the end of last year. We really enjoyed, um, and we had a a service here. You can go back to it in December, started December, end of November, um, with the lady that ran that course, and it was an interview. And just I loved her heart of seeking the Spirit of God in the relationships that they're formed. So we'd we'd love to use that as as a basis for helping people to understand how to engage with people. So it's called The Basics of Evangelism, and we'd like that maybe connect groups could get involved with it. We'll run another one here so that people can engage a little bit more in speaking and just engaging with the, the community around them. The third thing we've got there is to recruit and train uh, a team to run the Alpha course. Now, it would be great if we could run an Alpha course after Easter. That's what we'd love to see happen. If we could run an Alpha course after Easter, that would be wonderful. It would be really good. But we need a team to be able to do that. So even now, you might see that and go, oh, yes, Alpha. I haven't done Alpha for ages and I love doing it. And it might be just stirring on your heart. God might just be doing something in you to go, yes, I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to speak to you after the church or any of the leadership would love to speak to you after the church because we'd love to do that because if we're chatting to people and if we're encouraging people to have conversations, it might be that by Easter we could actually say, would you be interested in coming to a course that we're running at church? Or we mightn't even run it at church. We might run it uh, in, a, in a neutral sort of space. We could run it anywhere. And the fourth thing is that we'll, we'll prepare for Easter going up to Easter with a focused season of prayer, fasting, uh, with prayer and fasting, um, and praying again twice, because it's really important to pray more. <laughs> um, so we really want to make sure that as we speak to people, just get to know people, as we start to learn how we can share our faith a little bit more, as we lead towards uh, an Alpha course, that we're actually incorporating prayer into the whole situation. So praying for our neighbours, praying for our friends, praying for connections with other people. So there are four really practical ways that we can get involved in helping move us towards a goal of seeing 15 people come to Christ. You know what? Maybe we'll be blown away by the end of the year and see way, way more. But without a vision, without something to move towards, we sort of don't go anywhere, do we? So, so I wanted to bring that to you first of all, and then we're going to go backwards a little bit and share uh, the vision that the, the, the leadership has come up with for the, for the church as we move beyond um, next year as well, this year as well. So let's pray. Now, God, as we've heard that, may you start resonating that with some people in our congregation. Maybe people online, maybe people sitting here uh, might just start to get a, a real sense of excitement by that. But Lord, I pray that if it sounds daunting as well, that you'll just set a peace in us around these words. That we may be people who are striving to see new people come to know you. To share our stories of hope with others that don't know you. Seeing where our stories intersect with our friends' stories and where you fit in the middle of all of that as well. We pray your blessing over us. And Lord, as we move forward, help us to understand and know your will. In Jesus' name. Amen.
So come and chat to me about that, chat to the leadership about that, all those sort of things. Um, last week I said I wasn't going to bore you with all my barley photos, but I'm going to this week. So <laughs> I said that might come through my sermon, so, um, but I thought I'd give you a glimpse into a little bit of our barley time. This was one of the rice fields um, that we went on. It was fantastic. Just such a beautiful, stunning space, and um, it is really amazing. If you've, if you've ever been to um, anywhere that's got the rice fields, I love it. I could live in a rice field, I think, because um, I just love it. It's just so beautiful. Sitting on the side, you can keep scrolling through them, Tim, if you like. Just keep on scrolling through the, the photos there. Um, we had some like food on the beach, a seafood food on the beach, and that was one of the nice beaches we went to. Roll it through, Tim. Um, these are, there's a volcano up the top, one of the places we stayed. Just like, we're living in paradise. It was just fantastic. We loved it. Um, some more rice terraces, a, a sort of a mountainside that we went in, a volcano in the background. We just absolutely loved everything about the countryside of Bali. We loved. We could, I could swing through it. For days, just like Tarquin is now. Is that going to work, Tim? There we go. See, we could swing through it all day, and Tarquin did. It was a great time, just loving the swing. Just beautiful. But sometimes, sometimes as Tarquin swings, you can find something so beautiful, you actually miss the parts that need changing, don't you? So you sometimes miss this other parts of the space that you need changing. Because the reality is that how, no matter how great you find something, there's always something that can be improved upon, isn't there? There's always something that can change. Whether that's your work, you can always improve yourself somehow in your workplace. Whether it's a, a personal goal, you might be the best shot on your basketball team, but you can always improve your shot. Uh, whether uh, you, you find a home, you go, this is my perfect house and three months in you find the termite problem or something like that. There's always something that can be worked upon. And so whilst, whilst we loved this um, countryside of Bali, we, uh, we finally found ourselves on the beaches. And unfortunately, Bali's beautiful beaches, they are beautiful beaches, however, they are littered, fully covered in rubbish. And it's not, it's not solely the fault of the people there, sometimes the tourists as well, but uh, when we were there, there had been a lot of rain, and the people put a lot of their rubbish in the waterways inland, and the rain washes the, 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 the litter out, and it ends up on the beaches. And, and so, Slara and I were chatting about, what, how could we, what, what could we do? Is there something that we could, and we started dreaming, we started visioning about what could happen if we gave some help or started picking up rubbish or got something going. Because when we see a problem in our lives, we start to go, how can we start to work it through? At the start of the new year, we do it really well. They're called New Year's resolutions. And um, we think, I'm going to change something from last year to this year. So we make them. And most of us make a week in our New Year's resolution. Did anyone make further than a week for their New Year's resolutions this year? Or has everyone just given up New Year's resolutions? Hey, Cal, made more than a week. Good job. Um, or has everyone given up? I gave up a few years ago because I say, this week, this year, it's the, it's the gym. No, that didn't work. This year, it's weight loss. No, that didn't work. <laughs> but, but a New Year's resolution, it's really about painting a picture of what you'd like the future reality to be, isn't it? That's what you want. That's what it is. It's painting a picture of a future reality. So as we walked along this beach in Bali, we started to ask the question of, what would it look like to make this beach beautiful again? What might it look like to clean up the waterways and the beaches to preserve God's creation in Bali? And so we started to vision what the beaches could be like. And it was a picture of a preferred future. 
I wonder if you've got a picture of what your preferred future is. Maybe you set a goal uh, this year and you're striving towards it, a goal to read the Bible every day, and you're striving towards it and you're doing well. Maybe it's the weight loss thing and you're going all right at the moment because you're watching what you eat. But you do it because there's a picture of a preferred future. You set a goal to achieve your top marks in your studies or, or to have the best classroom that you can because you, th- you see how doing that will be better for the future. That's what vision is. So Martin Luther's famous I Have a Dream speech was nothing about a dream. It was about a vision of a preferred future that he could see coming. Nearly 35 years ago, some people from Heathmont Baptist Church, people that are in this congregation this morning, stood on this land and saw the possibility of a church. They set up a three-stage plan to to build it from the ground up. They laid the foundations and, and they built a building. Thank you, Lee, for the water. Perfect. And we sit now in the fulfillment of their vision. They built a church. So I wonder, we've got a few people that were there that, that first little bit today, don't we? Can, can I have you stand up? I'm really sorry. Loris and John, I think you were part of that. Is there a few of you? Is there anyone else that was in that, that initial thing? The Sandersons were there? There you go. There's probably a few. The Murrays? Yeah. That very, very early stage... These people had a vision for what we are today. So thank you for seeing God's vision into this church. That's the question that the leadership have been asking over the last two years. What is the preferred vision, what's the preferred future for KSBC now? It's a question that was asked 35 years ago. And in 35 years of faithful service, God's brought this church to where it is now. We've got a wonderful community, we've got a healthy church, we've got great ministries running. But we need to continue to see forward. What's the next part of the story of Kilsyth South? So we seek God's guidance to carve out this new vision, to ask the questions, what is the future that we will bring? It may not be another building project. Everyone's going, don't do another building project. We might go two stories. What do you think? No, we won't do that. <laughs> it may not even be program-based. We may not have a basis of program, but what is God calling us as a church, his people here at Kilsyth South, to be? Tim read for us a little bit of what Jesus was setting out as his vision for his ministry when he went back to Nazareth. Tim read it to us in Luke chapter 4. Now, early in Jesus' ministry, he paints a picture for those listening about the world that he wants to see, and he reveals himself as the one that will bring that world to light. There's a few things that we can learn about vision through this passage in Luke chapter 4. You see, Jesus' vision wasn't his own good idea. Jesus' vision was Holy Spirit-led. In chapter 3, if you turn back a fraction in chapter 3, we hear of Jesus being baptised. We hear that in Luke 3.22, the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. This was his beginning of his journey to ministry, starting with an affirmation from the Holy Spirit, leading him forward. 
At the start of chapter 4, if you flick to the start of chapter 4, it says in verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Led by the Spirit. Jesus was, he went into the wilderness to be tested. He didn't go on his own volition. He went led by the Spirit. So we read it in verse 14 as well, just before what Tim started. It says, Jesus returned to Galilee. How? It says, in the power of the Spirit. We're in no doubt as to how, as to the leading and the power of the, how the Holy Spirit was at work in Jesus' life. And he goes back to his hometown of Nazareth, as was his custom. He goes to the synagogue to worship, as was his custom. Whether he was welcomed there as a guest of honour, uh, whether he was given a speaking spot, we're not sure, but he maybe he just got up. But he opened the scrolls and he opened to Isaiah 61 and he read out verses 1 and 2. He says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. He's there to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I think it's important to note that Jesus chooses a text from Isaiah that was speaking of the sending of the Spirit. Just as the Spirit had sent him into the wilderness, just as the Spirit had powerfully brought him back, the Spirit calls him now towards a new vision, something new, a vision that revolves around the kingdom of God. So what was the vision? To proclaim good news to the poor. If you step it back one, Tim, that would be great. To proclaim good news to the poor. That was his key mission. He'll proclaim, he'll speak out good news to the poor. Now, when we think poor, we often think financial, don't we? We think financially poor. But if we consider Jesus' ministry on earth, Jesus didn't bring hope just to those who were poor financially. He brought hope to the poor physically, to the poor socially. The text mentions proclamation of freedom of the prisoners, recovery of sight of the blind, setting the oppressed free. Jesus' proclamation of, uh, to the poor, the speaking out to the poor, was referring to those who were relegated to the margins of society, those who didn't fit in in the way that uh, maybe the, the, the legalistic people were. His mission was to bring good news to those who were in desperate need of some good news. Through the summer, summer preachers, through the summer series, we've had this spread of amazing preaching, sharing how when people encountered Jesus, their lives were changed. Whether it been the blind man whose eyes were caked in mud, or Zacchaeus, who was not poor in financial, but poor in spirit, gave half of his possessions across to, to others, to the poor. The woman at the well, whose life had descended into a cultural mess, she was excluded from society as poor in spirit as anyone could really be. Each of these encounters transformed them. Each of these encounters that we heard fit into Jesus' vision to proclaim good news to the poor. He proclaimed freedom. He recovered sight. He set prisoners free. Jesus shared his vision and he lived it out. And since his death, this vision has been the driving point of the people of God. And sometimes the people of God have done it well over the years. Sometimes they've done it not so well. But us as a leadership, 
we've been asking this question. What is Jesus' vision for Kilsai South Baptist Church? And so this morning, I want to unpack what we've been looking at over the last two years. It's been a two-year journey for us for, as leadership. Um, and the leaders have changed, come and gone, but all the leaders that have been involved in it have... Um, yeah, I want to say thank you to them for all of the input that they've uh, given to it. So I want to share a little bit of what we believe God's brought us to. Some background for this is two years ago, we, uh, it was through COVID, we started reading a book called God Dreams, and it's um, quite a practical book. It was a helpful book to start to head us towards maybe what we felt God's dream for KSBC into the future might look like. Last year, I did share a little bit of that outcome. We sort of got a halfway point. I sort of shared that uh, we want to be a church who spiritually forms, builds up disciples of Christ in order to bring the new, good news to the community that we live in. Maybe that be your streetscape, maybe that be your workplace, maybe that be this location and just the, the people around. So there's little glimpses of what we'd been exploring but at the end of last year, the leadership had a day together, and it was the leadership of last year and, and some of the leaders from this year, um, a few new ones. And we were guided by an organisation called City to City. They, they uh, do a lot of church planting and, and uh, help churches become healthy again if they're struggling. Now, we, we, we sort of helped, got them to come in and help us to work out and, and explore what this vision might be. They solidified the beginning that we'd made and helped us to explore what God may be calling us to into our future. And this is what we came up with. So if you go over, Tim, that'd be great. Our prayer is to grow God's kingdom. We heard that in Jesus' bit as well. In our community and through our relationships, as we wholeheartedly follow Jesus, we'll rely on God's word and spirit and we'll step into God's calling challenging and encouraging each other to be authentic and passionate disciples of Christ in the whole of life, serving and reaching out to Kilsyth and beyond. Now, that's a, a, lot of, a lot of words there, and if you can remember it for next week, that'll be really good because we'll have a test. Just a second. <laughs> I'm not expecting you to remember all that. I'm, we're not, as a leadership, we're not saying this is what you need to remember. But what I want us to think about is, is how this will serve to be the basis of, of what uh, we become into the future. Over the next four weeks, we'll explore it even further. But we're going to unpack this statement just a little bit. So, Tim, don't go to the next slide yet. I know there's some, some things. Don't go to the next slide yet. So the first part of the thing is, is it's a kingdom outlook. Our starting point is the kingdom of God. We're not here to grow our own empire we're not here to, to grow a, a, a great building to be full and that sort of thing. We're not here for that. Rather, the prayer of our leadership, and my hope is that it's the prayer of us as a church, is that we are to seek God's kingdom growth, to see God's kingdom grow in and through this area. Now, we're scattered people. We're not people who all live in a defined parish within Kilsyth South. We know that. So we're a scattered people. And where you live is your parish. It's your space that you can enter into those conversations and grow into it. We don't generally use kingdom language in our everyday talk now, don't we? Do we? It's a little bit different um, now. We don't say, um, hey, how's your kingdom going over there in, in Croydon or, or anything like that. We don't use that talk. We, the only other time I could think of that we use kingdom language is, is the, the United Kingdom. But we don't even say that. We say England and that sort of thing. So it's not overly helpful in our culture to, uh, to sort of just get a quick grasp of the kingdom of God. Um, but a kingdom is a place where a king 
or a queen or a monarchy, I should say, rules. We never say queendom, do we? We didn't for when, when we had the queen. We never said it, a queendom. So, so King Charles, he rules over Britain, doesn't he? But he also rules over 14 other Commonwealth realms. He's the king over those realms. Australia is a part of his kingdom, but we'd never really say that. We don't really say um, it's his kingdom. Um, we don't really get a feel for his presence here, do we? Um, I mean, he's never come to our church. Um, maybe he's watching online, so King Charles, if you're watching, great. Um, but I would get the feeling that King Charles probably has no idea of Kilsyth South Baptist Church. Probably not. Maybe he would, but probably not. But, but God's king, because King Charles has got a, a geographic kingdom, but he's not in that king, not everywhere in that space, is he? But God's kingdom doesn't have that same geographic boundary. God's kingdom actually moves around where God's people are. We don't say that the church is what God's kingdom is bound by. We say the church scattered, the people of God moving around is where God's kingdom is. So as we consider the impact on the community around us, we remember that it's not about the building, it's not about this space here, it's not about our kingdom here in Kilsyth. This space is for us to be encouraged, to grow, to be equipped, to then go out into the world. It's not about our kingdom here, it's about God's kingdom here and beyond. So our prayer is to grow God's kingdom within our community and through our relationships. How are we going to do that? And that's the second point, is wholeheartedly follow Jesus. Our hope for the people who call KSBC home is that we'll, we'll bring God front and centre into each of our lives. That faith will move from Sundays to Mondays and throughout the week. That everyday conversations that we have in our week will be laced with God's love and God's grace, with the stories of God's flowing through to fit into the stories of others. This idea of wholeheartedly means that we can't be divided when it comes to knowing and following Jesus. The rest of this vision statement describes how we're going to do it. We're going to rely on God's word. We'll make sure that God's word is front and centre in our preaching in all the aspects of our life. In corporate and individual, we'll be encouraging you to be in the Word. We're going to challenge and encourage one another to be authentic and passionate disciples of Christ. The third thing we can see in, our, in this vision statement is that we're going to serve and reach out to Kilsyth South and beyond. And you've heard me speak of it a lot. We have a real missional approach to how we do church. It's not just what we do here. It's how you get out and move out into your week. Have a kingdom-focused church who seek to grow as disciples and see disciples growing beyond. Now, it's a big vision with lots of words, and um, it's not there for recital. It's there to help us to, to, to speak into it and move towards it. But to, to be able to do that, we need to, to break it down a little bit further. And so over the next four weeks, we'll be looking at four different focus points that we want to see happen over the next three or four, five years these are the focal points that will help us to reach into that vision. And these focal points will shape the, the yearly plan that I talked about at the very start. They'll really focus us on anything that we do at KSBC. So these focal points are faith beyond Sundays. What we do on a Sunday leads into what we do on a Monday, and what we do on a Tuesday, what we do on a Wednesday. We have faith beyond the Sunday celebration of being together. The second thing we want to see is that we have a culture of leadership and a culture of service. Growing up leaders within our community to serve in our ministries, but leaders in business, leaders in uh, teaching, leaders in their fields. 
a culture of service where we're willing to stand up and say, you know what, I believe God's calling me to do this. The third thing we want to see is that we want to see us building bridges into our community. Building bridges into community. We started doing that through um, connections with Gladesville Primary School and um, the Basin Primary School and different connection points. Um, actually, I saw this week, I was looking at a, a, a website about the, the reuse cafes. If you've never come across a reuse cafe, and we've got, I think, Roger Older. Is Roger here? Um, Roger mightn't be here if you're online, Roger. I saw a photo of Roger on this reuse cafe in Ringwood. I'm like, hey, Roger's already doing this. He's connecting into the community already. Brilliant. Um, so building bridges into our community. How can we be out there, not just in here? And the fourth thing that we're doing that we'd like to do over the next few years is be proactively committing to making Christ known in our relationships in our community. That's where we've drawn our yearly sort of statement from. These four statements will guide our programs and what we do as communities, uh, a community. So they're going to make up our next four Sundays as well. It's going to help us plan over the next few years as well. Because our vision will hit into those four focus points. It leads us full circle back into what I shared earlier. That we want to be a people who see 80% of us having five faith conversations through this year and practically moving um, through this um, into those four areas of uh, spaces that we can do. 80% of members to invite someone to have a chat, just go for a walk, have a meal, using the, the evangelism training, recruit and train a team of Alpha to run Alpha and prepare for Easter with a focused session, season of prayer and fasting. It's a lot of information that I've shared with you. It's a vision that we want to see KSBC move towards. My hope and the hope of the leadership is that we start to see some of this becoming a reality. That it's not just words that we speak from the front, but it's a practical way that we can invite you to journey and to come along the journey with us. My hope is that as we move into 2023, we'll start to see some of these become reality. We'll hear the stories. We'll be excited by what God is doing. But as Jesus said, we're not going on this journey alone. We're going filled with the Holy Spirit, leading us into this space. Let's pray as I invite the band forward. Our Lord and God, we give you thanks that over the last two years you've been speaking into the leadership of the church, that God, as we've explored what you want for, our, for, for KSBC, for your church, not our church, your church, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you help us to engage that you give us confidence to be your people, that you give us a sense of movement in your spirit, that we may be your people out in your community, speaking of you, sharing the stories, bringing hope. We give you thanks and praise. Amen.